Hey, everybody. Welcome to this joyous wedding podcast. I'm Andrea Pertel, and I'm a wedding officiant located at the Jersey Shore. In this weekly podcast, I will give you helpful tips for your wedding each week, focusing on something new and different. I'll also have a question answer segment. And for fun, we'll look at the latest trending wedding stories, making the internet headlines. So today I was going to tell you about um, what was my last wedding that I had the pleasure to officiate, the last wedding of 2019. It was at a venue located in Spring Lake Heights, New Jersey, called The Mill at Lakeside Manor. It's one of my favorite venues by far. It's so beautiful, just gorgeous gardens outside, gorgeous ballrooms with views inside. Uh, It's run so well, top-notch staff. They're always professional, yet super friendly. It's a more elegant venue, so it's probably one of the more more higher-priced venues, but you'll really get your money's worth. You will be treated like kings and queens. Um, so this ceremony was a little different because the bride chose to be escorted down the aisle by her father and stepfather. I've heard of this often, but I must say in the nine years that I have been a wedding officiant, and that's over a thousand ceremonies, I've only seen this done twice. So the bride opted to leave out the presentation of the bride wording. You all know this wording. Nowadays, they say, well, you know, the bride and her escort come to the front. They're in front of the officiant, and the officiant says, who has the honor to present this bride to be married to this man? Or who has the honor to present this bride on this happy day of her life? You know, the the wording used to be, who gives this woman to be married to this man? But Times change, thankfully, and uh, most brides like to keep this more modern day version of the wording in it. But since she had both her father and stepfather, we skipped the wording. They just simply gave her a kiss. The groom stepped forward, shook both of their hands, and they took their seats, and we went on with the ceremony. Um, So this wording, this presentation of the bride or presentation of the couple is also popular with same-sex couples. Um, They can say who presents these brides, who presents these grooms, or who supports this couple in marriage. If you'd like, go to my Facebook or my Instagram page, and I will have a list of examples for the presentation of the bride or presentation of the couple wording. Find me on Facebook under This Joyous Wedding Podcast, and on Instagram as This Joyous Podcast. So, speaking of bridal entrances, let's talk about the processional. This is the entrance. You know, it begins with the parents, and then the bridal party, and then the bride. So, there are no rules for how you enter, there is tradition, but no rules. And nowadays, anything goes. You can have bridesmaids or bridesmen, groomsmen or groomswomen, whatever you like, tailor it to what you like. So I'm going to tell you about two of the most popular traditions, you know, traditional entrances. 
One is where the officiant and the groom are already in place. Ceremony music begins, and the groom's parents come down the aisle, and they take their seat front row groom's side. Then the bride's mother is escorted by a special person family member, and she comes and takes her seat. And then the groom's men each escort the bridesmaids in. And you generally start with the the ones, the people who will be standing at the end, and you fill in closer and closer to the officiant, ending with the maid of honor and the best man. So after the wedding party, the groomsmen and bridesmaids have entered, then you usually will have, if you have any junior bridesmaids, they would come in. And then it would be the ring bearer. The ring bearer, if you have one, usually they're young, they will pause in front of the best man and the best man will take the rings out of the box or whatever you have them in. And then the ring bearer can take their place with the, with the groomsmen or can sit with the guests depending on his age. And then, um, of course, you can then, another popular is the kid with the sign. Usually it's a guy, uh, it, a little boy maybe with the sign around his neck that says, here comes your bride or uh, don't worry, ladies, I'm still available. I will tell you, I'm not fond of any of the signs that say, it's your last chance to run. I, I guess perhaps that's because I'm a woman, and I think it sounds a little demeaning uh, that the bride has somehow captured the groom against his will, as if his life will now be pain and drudgery. I feel the same way about the cake toppers, where the bride is dragging the groom down the aisle. But to each his own, right? And then the last would be the flower girl because she sprinkles the petals down for the bride to walk on. Then the bride is escorted usually by her father. It could be her father and mother, or in this case, it was her father and stepfather. Um, And they get down to the end of the aisle. The officiant says those words who has the honor of presenting this bride today, and they do the handoff. So the second most popular way for the processional is to have the officiant, groom, and all his groomsmen already in place, and then the girls enter um, by themselves. And of course, when they exit at the end of this ceremony, at the recessional, they will then exit arm-in-arm as couples. So, but as I said, anything can be tailored to your liking. Your officiant or your banquet manager should talk to you about your family dynamics and see who is in attendance. So if the groom's parents or the bride's parents are divorced and there are step-parents involved, they'll figure out how everybody will enter. If it's a situation where the groom's mother is there by herself without an escort, then the groom might escort her down the aisle first and then take his place with the officiant. Um, You can tailor it to however you like. As I said, a good officiant, a good banquet manager should be well-versed at speaking with you about your family dynamics and 
who's there with whom, and what's the most comfortable way for everybody to enter. And it anything goes nowadays. Also, when it comes to children, they don't have to, the flower girl doesn't have to be last if she's too young to walk down the aisle by herself. That's just tradition. Some cases you might need an adult behind her to get her going. <laughs> um, here, a couple of tips for um, the entrance, the processional, is when the men are escorting the women down the aisle, the women should be on their left side, on the man's left side, the side of his heart, and they should be holding on to his elbow. If the groom is already in place and the groomsmen enter as they pass the groom, they should shake his hand. Sometimes they do something else funny, but they should acknowledge him and, and shake his hand. Um, and then when the, after the handoff and the bride hands her bouquet to her maid of honor, the maid of honor will then hand her bouquet and the bride's down one, fix the bride's dress, and then take the bouquets back. So I will put different examples on my Facebook and Instagram page for you to, to look over. Um, if you've done something different and had a different entrance or mixed it up somewhat, or had a father and stepfather escort you down the aisle, let me know. Leave me a message on the Facebook or the Instagram or email me at andrea at thisjoyous.com. A-N-D-R-E-A at T-H-I-S-J-O-Y-O-U-S dot com. I'd love to hear from you. So also, if you don't want a wedding party, that's fine too. I have a lot of couples who prefer no wedding party at all. And what we generally do is just put a small table right behind the officiant and the officiant will take the bouquet and the rings will be sitting there. Um, so not having a wedding party is really a great way to stay on budget. Even if they would pay for their own dress or tux, with no wedding party, you do not need to get them thank you gifts, bouquets, or boutonnieres. And there's no need for the wedding party photo session. Here are some more tips to ease your wedding budget. Skip the rehearsal and rehearsal dinner. Not having a rehearsal dinner will save you a few hundred. And if someone was slated to pay, like a family member, then ask them to pay for something else instead, like flowers. With no rehearsal, there's no need to pay the officiant to come to the rehearsal. That's at least another hundred that you are saving. Rehearsals are not necessary. After all, the banquet manager will line you up and cue you when to walk. But if you feel that you need a rehearsal, ask to have a quick walkthrough, a mini rehearsal at the venue an hour before your wedding is scheduled to start. This will not cost you extra, and you are guaranteed that everyone will be present. Venues often pre prefer this. It's simply more convenient for everyone. Here are some more tips on how to save money. Does your venue come with the option of silk flower arrangements on the table? Why not use them? 
You can use the florist for your bouquets, boutonnieres, and ceremony decor like your wedding arch. An open bar is great and expected, but what is not expected are high-end drinks and shots. I've seen nice decorative signs at wedding reception bars that say, no shots, please. Limit your open bar. Sometimes having a signature drink or two, one for the bride and one for the groom, helps. Don't bother with ceremony programs. That is, unless you are including some tradition that needs an explanation. I see most programs not read and left behind in the seats. It's a waste of money. You can always place a chalkboard or poster with the program on it at the entrance of the ceremony space. These can be purchased inexpensively at any craft store. Many couples do not give favors anymore. If you have a photo booth, those photos are favors enough. Or make the favors your table decor, like small potted plants. Put a sign on the table that say, please take one as a gift. Decorative candles are nice too and often less expensive. Check out my Facebook at This Wedding. Uh, I'm sorry, my Facebook is This Joyous Wedding Podcast or my Instagram at This Joyous Podcast for photos of um, these ideas that I found on Pinterest. So, have you heard of the dummy wedding cake, usually called a presentation cake? So the smaller piece on the top is real. The rest is fake, but you can't tell. That real piece is what you use for the cake cutting. So your real cake is a less expensive sheet cake in the kitchen. So of course, the presentation cake is taken into the kitchen to be cut up and served on slices. You know, the slices served on plates and nobody's going to know the difference. I wonder about this tip. I would love to hear from anyone who has used a presentation cake. A sheet cake is just so much less expensive and just as delicious. Um, so let me know if you used one and how it worked out or any of your budgeting tips. Email me at andrea at thisjoyous.com. Time and date. Consider an off-season wedding date. Why not in March? You may also get a better deal if your ceremony is on a Thursday evening or a Sunday afternoon. Watch that guest list. Keep it in control. I know that there will be pressure from parents to invite some old neighbor you don't remember, but really to stay in budget, keep that guest list down. Flowers. If you're having flowers in vases around the room or on the tables, ask your florist if you can provide your own vases. Mason jars are less than a dollar if you purchase them in bulk. Invitation and stationery. You can save by using a colored envelope rather than an envelope liner. And you can go ahead and choose a beautiful invitation, but save money on the insert RSVP card and use a less expensive flat print on them. Or replace the traditional RSVP card and envelope with an RSVP 
postcard. This cuts costs on both printing, envelopes, and posting, postage. But what's more popular nowadays is set up your free wedding website. I mean, uh, Wedding Wire, The Knot, so many places, Zola, so many places have free wedding websites. Use them and use your wedding website for your RSVPs. It's easier for the guests. They just go online and RSVP and it saves you really hundreds of dollars on postage, on printing. And really, we don't need that extra garbage, right? Some people say they're worried about the older people, don't know how to use it, uh, like your grandparents. Come on, talk to your grandparents. You know whether they're they're coming or not. They can RSVP you in, in on the phone. <laughs> um, address your invitations yourself. Get your friends together. Have them come over. Have some wine and cheese and have a, a envelope addressing party. Some couples even download templates from sites like Etsy and print their own invitations. Seating charts are a lot cheaper than place cards. Again, you're also saving money on garbage there, but um, who knew? Seating charts are so much cheaper. Again, you can get a chalkboard on an easel or a poster on an easel inexpensively at any craft store. You can opt to skip boutonnieres. They can cost around $300. Have your groom and his groomsmen wear colorful pocket squares instead. Um, opt for less meat on the menu. This is becoming trendier anyhow with plant-based meals being more popular for many reasons such as health and climate change. I have some tips on when it comes to budgeting your wedding and what you should spend money on. My first has to do with children. If you have small children, it is so cute to have them in your wedding. And I mean, how can you leave your own child out? But I highly recommend having a babysitter on site as a mother's helper during the photos and all the pre-wedding hustle and bustle. This way, you won't have to multitask while getting your makeup done. And this is better than having grandma do double duty as the babysitter. Because after all, grandma is the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom. After your ceremony, your babysitter can whisk your little one back home. Or if you've chosen a venue with a hotel, they take him back to the hotel and enjoy a special Happy Meal in Disney Channel. It only makes sense. You have spent money on your dress, your shoes, your flowers, your DJ, your bar, etc. Now please enjoy it. Plan ahead if you must and hire your babysitter two or three times prior to your wedding date so your child or children get to know her. Make arrangements for a fun movie or other activity for them to look forward to when they leave you. I see so many brides who have to deal with the overtired, crying, clinging child. And of course they're crying and clingy. I mean, who are all these people anyhow? A three, six, eight, or even 10-year-old cannot be expected to behave like a 20-year-old. Why make them? Besides, it's your day and you don't have to do everything. 
There are other ways to be super mom, and one such way is to hire a good, fun sitter. What you do not want to skip on are the professionals. Yes, hire a professional photographer. It is so much more than having a good camera. It is an art and the ability to edit as well as the ability to get the shot, to organize the shot, tell you where to stand, how to move a little this way, a little that way to get the light, to politely yet firmly guide the shots and all the people in them. You need to decide what type of photos you want, journalistic or portrait. You take a look at your photographers and consider their portfolio. You also need a really good DJ. It's so much more than having a good playlist and speakers. The DJ gets the party going and keeps it going. Interactive DJs are great. They will give you options on what to add in. You need to find the one that has the right kind of energy for your event. And a professional officiant. Yes, it is so much more than just reading words. There's a lot of work that goes into being a wedding officiant. A professional officiant has worked with you to create your own personal ceremony. She has listened to what you want, made suggestions, created your ceremony, and sent you a final draft for approval and updates. She knows the ins and outs of how to run a ceremony and is well-versed in organizing all the details. She knows how to speak in public and has the experience to ensure your ceremony will go smoothly, even if you're too nervous to remember a word. She knows how to handle any emergencies that may come up during the ceremony. She comes with her own amplification. After all, what good is it if no one hears her? The officiant knows the legal side of marrying you. She can guide you on how to get your marriage license and takes care of filling out this paperwork and properly filing it with the state afterwards. The officiant is able to work well with all the other vendors, and that's true of all the professional vendors. They know how to work with each other. The officiant needs to be on the same page as the DJ or musicians so they know the music cues, like what are the last words of the ceremony. She knows how to work with your photographer so they know any special moments in the ceremony to be ready for. Your officiant knows how to wear a mic for the videographer and to step aside during your kiss so that she's not photobombing you. Oh, I could go on, but that, that is a reason for everybody to be a professional. I also like a nice venue with nice restroom facilities and great food. Here's my wedding fail story. I was a plus one, a wedding guest at a wedding this past October. It was held at a country club in upstate New York. So by October, it was very cold. The wedding was outside, no patio heaters. Everyone was shivering and could not wait for the reception until we all realized that the reception was not indoors at all. Instead, it was in a tent, and the sides were open. Some of the guests complained, which I was thankful for because I'm not the type to complain, and they finally put the sides down. But still, we were cold all night. I never saw so many ladies wearing their date suit jacket. You also had to walk outside to get to the bathrooms. I'm cold just thinking about it. To me, whatever they saved 
on having it in a tent rather than inside was not worth it. Tents are fun. I love them. And I have seen great ones, but no one wants to keep their coat on at dinner. So here's another wedding fail story that I found on, um, it was a channel six news out of Pennsylvania, out of Philly. Um, I'll just go ahead and read it to you. Most of us wouldn't think twice about slipping a piece of cake into a napkin for later at a wedding. But would you feel the same about someone who loaded up 10 Tupperware containers? That is the scenario one woman from Western Pennsylvania had to deal with at her recent wedding in a widely popular Facebook group called That's It, I'm Wedding Shaming. Now you got to check out this, this uh, Facebook group. It's really quite funny, the stories, but the comments are, are what I love the most. They're hysterical. And it's amazing how many stories there are. Anyhow, the newlywed wrote on this Facebook page uh, that her dad's friend asked if he could bring his daughter and her husband to their small wedding. She agreed only to discover later that the guests brought seven containers to take food home and three containers for dessert. Plus, she swiped a few of the floral arrangements. The bride made sure to point out that the woman was not struggling financially and instead wanted to bring things back for other family members. Though most of the comments were of the horrified variety, please, you'll love it. Check them out yourself. Some did maintain it wasn't a big deal, saying any additional food would have been wasted anyway. So my opinion on this, totally off the charts rude. It is the bride and groom's decision on what to do with any leftover food. I think usually the catering company might give the food to their employees who worked so hard all night. Um, But this is, these people to me were, you know, talk about totally socially inept, um, maybe an entitlement. I I do, I did have a a friend, an old neighbor who would do things like this. She was fun and stuff, but she would embarrass you with, with things like this. Think it's totally wrong. And, um, I would have been mad. I wouldn't let it ruin my, my wedding, but I would have been mad. How about you? How would you have reacted to this? Have you had something like this happen to you? Do you have your own wedding fail story to share with us? I'd love to hear it. Or do you have any budgeting tips or pictures of some of your uh, do-it-yourself decorations? Please send them to me at andrea at thisjoyous.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A at T-H-I-S-J-O-Y-O-U-S dot com. You can also send them to my Facebook page, This Joyous Wedding Podcast, or my Instagram, This Joyous Podcast. Also look there. I will go ahead and be posting some presentation wording and some pictures of um, table decor that also doubles as your gifts. So, Also, do you have any questions for me? I'd love to hear from you. I want to hear your 
heartfelt wedding stories, your comical and your crazy wedding fails? Is there something you didn't do that you regret? Is there something you did do that you regret? Do you have questions? Again, email me at Andrea at thisjoyous.com. I will never share your email and I will you will not receive spam from me. For more episodes, check out my podcast website, thisjoyous.com, T-H-I-S-J-O-Y-O-U-S.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. As we leave, I would like to share one of my favorite wedding songs. This is sometimes used as a recessional song or a first dance. It's called Save the Last Dance for Me. This one is sung by Michael Buble, but it was written by Doc Pomus and Mort Schumann and originally made popular by the Drifters. I just love this Michael Buble version of the song. Check it out. Every dance with the guy who gives you the eye, let him hold you tight. And you can smile, every smile for the man who held your hand and made you fail in the night. But don't forget who's taking you home and whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, save the last dance for me. Oh, I know that the music's fine like sparkling wine. Go and have your fun. Life and sing, but while we're that Save the Lance, Last Dance for Me, sung by Michael Buble. Thanks for joining me today. And please send me your stories and your questions. Share your advice and your pictures. Peace, love, and be merry. Andrea Pertel, 